welcome to the Informed Data Podcast. Sydney Landis here, and joining us again today, we have Matt Hodges, our Director of Continuous Improvement, and we also have Wade Hudson, our Director of Operations. Thank you both for joining me. How are y'all doing today? Doing good. Awesome. So for those of you listening, Matt and Wade recently went on an adventure that we are calling the Court Tours. Um, So they scouted several courts in California and Washoe, Nevada, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, Matt actually joined me recently in a podcast where we focused on the continuous improvement department where we briefly discussed scouting. So Matt, can you just kind of kick us off by refreshing our memories on the concept of scouting, what it is, why we do it, all that good stuff? Sure. So really scouting is anytime we go out to a court or you know any jurisdiction and see the process with our own eyes. So we like to uh, really kind of understand firsthand what's going on and these different courts, these different jurisdictions, um, you know, different jurisdictions tend to come up in conversation with clients or our, our uh, team members are telling us about the courts. But it's really incredibly beneficial when we go out and put our own eyes on it, you know, map out the process ourselves, talk to the people. And, and really, we, we try to do that as much as possible. So this kind of latest court tour is the latest iteration in our overall scouting um, you know, efforts. Right. Um, so tell us which courts exactly did y'all go to on the court tours and why you went to those courts? Uh, sure. So this one was kind of a long one. We started in, uh, Washoe, Nevada, which, you know, you know, is Reno, um, or the Reno metro area there. Uh, and that was very much sparked because we had heard, you know, different commentary coming from just different areas of the background screening industry, we really wanted to go and understand um, or just really see with our own eyes the, the process there. And then from Washoe, we kind of made our way down through California. We hit Sacramento, um, Santa Clara as well, and then Contra Costa, Los Angeles, and kind of finishing up in uh, San Diego. And, and it was a good trip because each one of those areas, each one of those jurisdictions kind of has its own flavor. Um, so they're kind of similar, but th- there was quite a, a few differences. And, and honestly, it was a great trip where we learned a lot. Cool. So um, what? why did you pick those areas? Can you just tell us a little bit about the historical challenges that um, the industry has faced in those jurisdictions? Sure. So, you know, I, I think anyone in the industry um, has had to talk about California challenges Um in the past, you know, that, that's something that kind of affects everyone. Uh, but these areas we really wanted to go to because of the various types of PII reduction or redaction. So, you know, as they take out PII um, from records, it becomes more difficult. Uh, and we really wanted to kind of dive into that to the maximum extent possible. Um, staffing shortages, there's a lot of chatter still is not only from COVID, but continuing as far as staffing shortages with the clerks, with courthouse personnel. Um, We know some places, for example, are only open truncated hours because there's simply not enough uh, court personnel to work, you know, a full day. Um, There's always kind of uh, an undertone of, or an undercurrent of technological challenges as these states and jurisdictions try to manage their, information infrastructure. So we really wanted to also kind of understand that a little bit better, see it with our own eyes. Um, And then, you know, kind of out West, we actually run into other things as well that we wanted to um, 
really just kind of document. So for example, natural disasters, wildfires, it's not something you think about all that much unless it's affecting a direct court, but we actually had to dodge some wildfires driving, you know, North to South in California. So it's a real thing. Um, and it can affect the background screening industry. And then there's just a lot of also, I would say like holdover or residual effects of the pandemic. You know, some of the staffing shortages started during the pandemic, but haven't stopped. Um, there's still some COVID protocols in place in certain areas, that kind of thing. So there was more than, um, there's more than a few things we went out there wanting to really dive into and, and, um, those are probably the the biggest ones that affect uh, our industry the you know most yeah. acutely. Right. So a lot going on there. Um, Wade, can you just kind of talk to us about kind of the main goals and what y'all did uh, while y'all were there? Sure. So you know, as Matt alluded to, lots of historical challenges across California and even bleeding into Washington, Nevada. So the first goal as as uh, Matt mentioned earlier was to really see the the process and the challenges ourselves uh, firsthand you know it's one thing to hear it from some of our providers or our own employees or even in, even through the the clerks but um, as most of us know for those of us that have been in the industry for a while you know you contact one court you hear one thing you hear something different from your provider and you may even yeah hear something completely different from your employee. So um, it's always best we've found to, to get on the ground and really see the process and understand the process for ourselves. But more importantly, um, with going out there, we wanted to identify some opportunities we could make to uh, either our technology, um, our processes, or maybe there's even some opportunities that we can work directly with the courts on, um, you know, whether it's staffing issues or staffing challenges that they're having, uh, maybe offering more PAT access uh, to to the industry. Um, So really just wanted to understand the challenges and identify what what the problems and opportunities were. I'm sure that was eye-opening. I know, like you said, it's one thing to just hear about the issues. Um, Also, it's like what you're hearing true is an issue, but it's another thing to experience them. So I think it's great that we did that, um, especially California, since it's been so challenging. Um, with that being said, I know most people, if not everyone in the industry knows that these courts are challenging, but I'm interested to hear about any high points of real pain or any significant findings that y'all would like to share. Um, so we can start with you, Matt. Sure. Um, so some of the things were eye-opening in the sense that we have, we've kind of known about them, but we have never really experienced it firsthand are obviously the people that uh, our team members have, but to get out there and truly, for example, stand in San Diego, take a number, and then wait to be called and have the information just verbally read back while you scribble out the information as fast as you can yeah. um, on five searches, um, you know, it's eye-opening, right? So, and then because of that process, we're out there reviewing it. We actually were able to like talk to other people that work in the court about these challenges. So, for example, we uh, were able to talk with someone who works at an information desk, but that can also help do searches um, kind of on the side. So you just you just form a much better picture. But like I said, a process where you have to pull a number and then the information is only read to you verbally is something that we really wanted to document. Um, Sacramento is another good example. 
you know, you have to fill out a tiny little ticket for every case you want to, to read, and then you have to submit it. And so, you know, that's the process, but then as we're doing it, you know, trying to do it ourselves to better understand, you know, the, the challenges, um, if you're standing in front of a clerk desk for 10 minutes with no one helping you, um, it just gives you more insight. So we, we saw that, you know, there are a lot of, I would say, court infrastructure delays, waiting on a clerk to come help you because they're helping somebody else. Um, you know, the clerk is reading you information off the screen, but then takes a phone call right in the middle, which happened to us as well, and then has to pick up where they left off. Yeah. Just stuff like that. Uh, we saw a lot. And it was it was really great to be able to kind of add that context to the you know, the process description. I'm not sure if y'all know the answer to this, but I'm, I just wonder why, like in San Diego, you can only request info for five cases at once. Like, is it just a matter of they don't have a lot of people, so they're trying to limit it and make well, it difficult, or do they just not mm-hmm. want to do it? Do y'all have any idea? I would say one thing has to do kind of with staffing. So, you know, the clerk was doing other stuff as well as he was reading us the five cases. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the truth is like, I think that if we had gone up there with every uh, search we had, you know, in our system, uh, the clerk would have been standing in front of the computer all day reading stuff out. And so yeah. I think it's, they probably do it to try to kind of modulate or control the, the, um, really just the workload of the clerk because the clerks were attending to others before they would attend to us. So just kind of a interesting FYI, but you have to pull a number when you go into, um, go into San Diego. It's kind of like going to a barbershop, you pull a number and then they'll call your number when they're ready for you. Um, but you, the, the kiosk that dispenses the number differentiates between background screening companies and the public and the public were clearly getting served first. Right. And so um, I think they limit it to five so that they can honestly serve the public first before background screening companies. Yeah. It's interesting that they read it. They read it off. It takes longer than it would if they just, you know, printed it or. And I think from our perspective, you know, yes, they're they're saying that they're helping the public. But I think what they don't realize is by completing some of these background checks, um, they are actually serving the public. They're serving their local communities. They're helping the these individuals get jobs, get housing, et cetera. And, and San Diego wasn't the only place where we saw this. I mean, we saw it at most of the other places where uh, the courts had truncated hours. In fact, we weren't originally planning to go to Contra Costa. We just happened to be driving through and we made a stop. And um, sure enough, we got there and the clerk's office was closed. Uh, we just happened to get there during some truncated hours. So we had to wait until the uh, clerk's office reopened. Um, so we, you know, we, we got to see the process firsthand. We asked the clerk some questions. And then as we're leaving, we're driving around the, uh, the block and we noticed that there is a countywide uh, protest related to um, county staffing issues, not just at the, at the clerk's office, um, but across the entire county. And so had we not been there that day, uh, we might not have known that that was truly an issue. Uh, so, you know, going back to the the first point of kind of seeing it firsthand, I mean, that's truly why we find these types of initiatives so important. You get to see the problems firsthand. You get to ask questions to people on the ground and 
really understand um, the true challenges. Yeah. Uh, is there any way we can put a positive spin on this? Did y'all have any good experiences in the courts while y'all were out there? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, most of the clerks for the time that we did get to interact with them were extremely helpful. Any questions that we asked, um, they were able to, you know, to get us some quick responses. Um, you know, surprisingly, we came away with several opportunities uh, to try and make some improvements. So hopefully in the coming weeks and months, we'll be able to implement some of those changes. And the changes uh, were kind of wide ranging, right? So we identified some opportunities that we may be able to pursue um, through the court system via a lobbyist. Um, you know, this is something that we've been successful with in, uh, for instance, in Chicago, we had a lot of success with the lobbyist. Um, there's also some opportunities with potentially staffing up in, in certain areas. So uh, that's obviously an area that we're looking at. And then lastly, technology, there might be some things that we can enhance either through automation or through our own proprietary technology that we can use to uh, improve service levels. Yeah. I know you mentioned Chicago. We worked with lobbyists there and I think we doubled the court terminals, which is awesome. I know that's had a huge impact. Right. Um, and then with staffing up, we recently did that in Arizona, expanded our capacity there. And um, I was just looking at those numbers earlier. The impact that's had has been really incredibly successful. So I'm really looking forward to seeing, um, like keeping up with the progress here in these areas, because I know it's long overdue. So Absolutely. Uh, sounds good. So Matt, any set plans right now to perform scouting in any other jurisdictions? The short answer is definitely. Um, you know, I we have a few places that we kind of want to visit, but a lot of it really does come from interacting and talking with our clients. Yeah. And, you know, where are our clients feeling pain? Where are they curious? Where, you know, are there opportunities? Um, you know, where do our clients think volume is going to be? You know, where is it coming? It's kind of the the concept of skate to where the hockey puck is going to be, not to where it is. Right. Um, and we try to go and get in front of volume or, you know, new work um, and just kind of industry trends. So, yeah, we're really trying to get out in front of as many kind of volume trends as we can and scout certain locations so that we're ready or we otherwise have, you know, uh, the infrastructure in place to put another team if we need that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it really is uh, in many respects customer driven. What we're hearing from the customers really makes us go out and kind of scout certain jurisdictions uh, to better serve our clients. Makes sense. Awesome. Well, to wrap up, um, I'm sure that visiting the courts was a lot of fun for you guys, but was there a favorite part of your trip outside of the court, all the court action? So for me, I, I love getting outdoors any chance I can. And uh, obviously going flying into WashU and then making our way into California, we had the opportunity to uh, spend a little bit of time in, in Lake Tahoe. Beautiful, incredible place. So if any of you get a chance to travel there, I highly recommend it. Uh, it's, it's definitely re-energizing and revigorating. Uh, I would also say the tacos were fantastic. I'm a, I'm a taco fan. So anytime I can get a good taco, I'm, I'm generally pretty happy. Did you eat tacos at Lake Tahoe? Uh, I think we did. Yeah, we did. We, stop we, little... we stopped at a really cool little Mexican, uh, yeah, Mexican restaurant right there on, on Lake Tahoe in one of those surrounding communities. And it was, it was quite delicious. 
cool. I've never been, but um, I've seen photos and it looks beautiful. So it's, it's one of my destinations. It was interesting because, you know, we're, we're there in the summer and the one morning we wake up, there was, um, I went over to one of the trails that was close by and there was snow on the ground, which is oh. certainly not something you're used to seeing. Interesting. So, pretty cool. cool. What, what about you, Matt? Uh, you know, I'd probably have to say just California in general. I'm from Georgia, so I'm used to hot, humid temperatures and lots of pine trees. I mean, that's pretty much yep. what we have. So to go out to California and see the landscape and drive through um, a large part of California was, was kind of a real treat just because change of scenery, really beautiful, um, you know, landscape, beautiful state, honestly. Right. Especially when y'all went, it was during the hot, humid summer Georgia time. So anywhere you can go to get out of that, it's like, <laughs> nice I'll escape, take it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you both so much for taking the time out of your very busy schedules to share this information. Um, I'm really excited to keep up with how things progress in WashU and California. Um, so thank you both so much. And for everybody tuning in, thanks for listening. And we'll see you again soon. 